We've rung in the new year, but before we close the door on the year that was, it's time to look back at the highs and lows of toy collecting in 2013. It's episode 98 of the Action Figure Blues podcast, and the whole crew is here to have their say. It's Scotty from the Action Figure Blues podcast here. We hope you've had a fantastic holiday season and an awesome new year. And we hope that 2013 was a great year for you. We thought before we moved on into the exciting world of turning 100 and doing some new things in 2014, that we would take a moment to look back at the year that was and to give everybody on the regular podcast crew an opportunity to share their highs and lows, the things that amazed, the things that disappointed, the things that confused. And we've also invited our two good friends of the podcast and uh, regular guest presenters Jeremy and Tom to join in and give their views as well. So we hope that you enjoy listening to it. We hope that uh, you had a great year as well. And we're looking forward to a fantastic year in 2014. Happy listening. Long ago in a galaxy far, far away, the Star Wars saga began and Kenner continues the excitement. Rebel Transport holds up to 42 action figures, each sold separately, some assembly required. You'll never get me, Rebel Commander! You can't escape, Imperial TIE Fighter Pilot! Didn't find the lasers. Backpacks and gas masks are safe. That means he's hiding. Give me a ski patch! You knew where I was! Rebel Transport comes with everything you see here. Action figures each sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. Greetings AFB listeners, this is Ben, a.k.a. Fish Milkshake, coming at you with my thoughts on 2013, the year that was. So, what a year it was indeed. Good, the bad, the ugly, I think we pretty much had it all. I'm going to kick things off, I'm going to talk about my favourite figure slash statue slash purchase of the year, and I had a pretty good year as far as purchases and go, picked up a fair bit of stuff in the range from low end to high end, and I think there were some pretty worthy contenders, I think Sideshow really upped their game with their premium format statues, in particular I really enjoyed their Storm and Poison Ivy statues. Uh, not coincidentally, both sculpted by Mark Newman, fantastic guy. Um, I also think their Sideshow premium format Deadpool was just an exquisite piece, very, very well done. I know some people had some issues with their paintwork. I was one of the lucky ones, so uh, I really have to put that up there uh, as one of the best of the year. Um, At that sort of lower end, I found myself picking up uh, a lot more figures from the Marvel Select range. I'm not normally one uh, a collector of Marvel Select, so I really enjoyed their Rhino and Venom figures, adding them to my Marvel Legends display. Um, Of course, can't forget uh, Randy Bowen, Bowen Designs, the Tomb of Dracula statue was just amazing, very well done, a great homage um, to that character. Um, going across the ocean, I think Bandai did some amazing stuff with their Monster Arts line, I really uh, enjoyed those, in particular the King Kong figure, um, just the range of extras that that figure came with I think was just a, an amazing achievement. The interchangeable faces, a dozen different hands, various bits and pieces and, and things like that um, add up to, to make it a, a really difficult year to to pick a, a winner 
but I think uh, overall I'm going to have to settle for the Sideshow Premium Format Green Lantern statue. I think this was just uh, an absolutely outstanding piece. Everything about it is fantastic from the, the design, the sculpt, and, and that final finish with some beautiful, beautiful paint. Um, we did see some promo shots well in advance, uh, so we kind of knew what we were getting, but Sideshow really went one notch higher than they needed to. They went above and beyond, and that is without uh, telling us in the solicitations they decided to go ahead and add up some light up features to the statue and if you've seen it in person see the way the the base lights up and also Hal Jordan's hand and for those of us who have the uh, the exclusive edition the um the the fist construct also lights up it is just absolutely amazing to to behold in person a really really amazing piece so very very happy to uh, put my vote forward for for the sideshow premium format at Green Lantern as my uh, figure slash statue of the year. Moving on to favourite line or company of the year, um, some pretty good contenders. I've been a big fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle series from Playmates, so really enjoying the new cartoons, so it was pretty much a given to get that line. Not normally a three and three quarter inch collector, and this line is in four inch, which is even more obscure for me, but just the variety of characters, villains, playsets have made it a, a huge amount of fun to collect. really is a little bit disappointing that they tend to put more effort into the more popular figures, the, the turtles themselves get a lot of really good articulation, whereas some of the, the nobody characters like April get gypped on the, the articulation. Not to mention the plastic's a little cheap, but I guess we really need to remember just who this line is aimed for and uh, keep that in mind. Um, I think, as I mentioned in the uh, the figure of the year, I think the Monster Arts line from Bandai are pretty amazing. They don't quite get my nod as the line of the year simply because of the price point. Uh, for a six-inch action figure, they are quite pricey. You do get a lot of extras. You get some die-cast parts, etc., but it's ju just not quite enough to put them up to that top spot. Um, despite some criticism levelled at Hasbro regarding their Marvel Legends line, the simple fact is that the line is still going. We're still getting figures. Um, we're still able to pick up and universe build. Um, not so happy on some of the variants and the issues there, but the fact that we're actually getting characters like Puck and Rocket Raccoon I think is an absolute bonus. Um, one of the surprises for me was the pop vinyl, something that I'm not generally into, but Funko have really drawn me in. We've had Reese O'Brien on the show, and he's just a, a great... Uh, he's just a huge amount of fun. Um, so I found myself picking up quite a few pop vinyls just here and there, the sort of individual characters that just jump out at me, such as the Predator, uh, and Ghost Rider, etc. Speaking of Predator, uh, NECA continue to go strong with that line, and I'm really enjoying those. Uh, big fan of Predator in general, so every time I get a new wave of those, I'm really enjoying it. They extended that onto Aliens, which is another win. But for me, the line of the year has to be the Star Wars Black 6-inch. Um, I've spent a long, long time fighting the urge to collect the 3 and 3 quarter Star Wars. I always joke that if they did a 6-inch line, I'd collect it. Hasbro called my bluff. They've gone ahead and done that. Despite the costs of tooling, all these individual figures they decided in the current market to still bring out a 6-inch Star Wars line. And I think it's hit with a bang. Uh, we've reviewed both waves and they've met with overwhelming praise. Um, just looking at characters like Boba Fett and the Sand Trooper, just amazing stuff. So I'm really, really looking forward to see what they can do uh, in, in subsequent waves. So... Um, Hasbro, surprisingly, getting my, um, you know, my tip of the hat this year for their Star Wars Black 6-inch line. 
Moving on to the not-so-good, the red card of the year. Well, boy, do we enjoy giving away red cards, and I think we've pretty much hammered everybody in 2013. Seems like in our eyes that companies just can't do the right thing. But to be fair, sometimes they do bring it on themselves, and uh, not surprisingly... Mattel obviously comes up pretty high. Um, I'm not giving my red card of the year to Mattel. I think we've just said everything there is to say about Mattel, about Digital River, about the fate of the Infernal Crisis sub. Really, really disappointing. Um, despite having True Toy Guru on the show, you know, a few months ago to talk about the the sub, um, Scott and I got some pretty good information out of him, and it helped clear up, I guess, some of the misunderstandings that people are having around the line. But there's just too many unanswered questions. Too many disappointing decisions, too many, I guess, um, you know, we complained about Digital River endlessly, yet those glitches are still there. So I just, I I can't um, bring myself to give it to them despite all that. I'm not particularly happy with the treatment of the the swap-out variants with Marvel Legends. So Hasbro, they're a strong contender for my red card of the year simply because of all those outstanding figures that we've currently got. There are so many running variants that we haven't received that they could literally pull out another two waves. Um, But their argument is that there are just no retail slots left, that bricks and mortar stores just aren't interested. Um, I don't understand why they don't just produce those figures and sell them through their own website or through diamond distributors. Um, So Hasbro is certainly up there. Um, On that really low end, there was uh, a few real disappointments, I guess. Uh, One of the ones that comes to mind are the Mordecai and Rigby, the regular show figures by Jazzwares. Um, Jazzwares have copped a a lot of flack about their figures, such as Space Ghost, etc. These figures are no different. Um, I don't know whether it was just the execution because of the styling of the figures, but the really thin, scrappy limbs just completely failed. Um, Both of my figures can't even stand up. Really, really disappointing. It was something I was looking forward to to getting more into, but um, they were just completely fails. But, and this is probably going to surprise a lot of listeners, my red card of the year is actually going to go to Hot Toys. Why do you ask? Why? They produce such fantastic figures. They do, they do. Um, You know, Star Wars in particular is my bugbear. Um, I just think that the fact that they haven't taken the opportunity to capitalise on that Star Wars licence is a massive disappointment. Um, It seems to me they've just been drenching the market in Iron Man figures. All we ever seem to see are these solicitations for Iron Man. Yes, I'm well aware that Hot Toys brought out a lot of figures this year that weren't Iron Man related, but it just seems like every second show we were reporting on another Iron Man suit of armour that was coming out that receives seven seconds of screen time in Iron Man 3, yet they've committed all this effort and design and production to another suit of armour that we barely saw. Nobody I know is collecting them, but obviously someone out there is buying them. Um, you know, they started off so well with that Luke Skywalker figure, but that Luke Skywalker figure came out in... I think it was late September 2012, so it's been 14, 15 months since that figure actually hit the, the shelves that, that they've been out, and they solicited that figure a long time before that. So the fact that, you know, in the 14, 15 months subsequent to Luke coming out, we haven't had a solicitation of another figure is really, really disappointing, to the point where I think a lot of people are prepared to step back and, and move on with the sideshow figures. Um, I certainly know I've been looking at the sideshow figures, and I've even picked up a number of them, such as IG-88 and uh, and Bosk, uh, and, and I'll start to, to look at some of the other figures that are available, because at the rate that, that Hot Toys are bringing them out, it's going to take forever. 
I also think this red card is is valid simply because of hot toys and their marketing. They aren't particularly good at uh, at keeping people up to date or in the news, particularly the English language people. Um, their website is fairly ordinary. Their updates on Facebook are fairly slow. So really disappointing that we just couldn't get another figure out. I was really hoping for something quite spectacular, uh, whether that be Darth Vader or a Chewbacca or something like that. So hot toys, you're actually getting my red card of the year. Well, that's it from me. People, stay safe during the festive season. Drink, eat, be merry. But most of all, don't forget to play with your toys. Be cool. Ben out. Savages attacking! Once we take this missile silo, we'll rule the world, General Warhawk. We need Rambo! Rambo, the force of freedom. Here's a present, Haddock. Wow! Rambo, be Hey, this is Eli here with my end of the year wrap up. Um, this year has been an interesting one for me. I started the year focusing on getting a lot of original arts. Um, didn't, not so much a lot, but I got a couple of really nice pieces that I'm happy to have on my wall and more importantly the, my significant other is okay with me having on the wall. The end of the year finished with a late flurry of action figure purchases in particular. Um, I wouldn't single out any particular one figure as my uh, as, as a standout but um, definitely uh, Hasbro's Star Wars Black Series 6 inch series definitely been the highlight for me. It's usual difficulties with the facial likenesses of the uh, human-based characters aside. I think they've done a really good job for this scale. And uh, if I really had to pick out a favourite character, it's hard to fault the um, Boba Fett that came out um, in Series 2. Really looking forward to seeing where they go with this. And, you know, I don't really care for any of the prequel trilogy figures. So. But um, really enjoying that, and even more importantly, my uh, son has gotten back interested in action figures with a couple of his own. Um, other things that were fun this year were the, uh, I thought the Batman 66 figures from Mattel were great. I have no idea how they fucked that up to nobody wanting to buy them. Um, I guess promoting things helps, but I really thought that was a, a fantastic looking line. You know, six inch scale, don't know how much. Um, quality we we could have got out of that but i think i think what we saw was really good there's probably some stuff with uh, licensing that we need to take into account there but generally i like that dip my uh, toes into the uh, world of revoltech etc with um, the iron man mark one figure um midway through the year and uh, even picked up one of the their little Pixar figures, Sully from Monsters Inc. Dangerous world. I can see a lot of very cool stuff happening in uh, Revoltech and the SH figure art stuff. Um, and I think I may be losing some of my money on that in the coming year. Uh, a couple of other fun things this year. Bought my first Funko Pop figure and also um, three and three quarter inch Star Wars figure. First since I was probably, I don't know nine years old so that was fun um really got back into action figure customizing again it's been so long and um, we had the the afb uh, custom characters unbound custom competition i even put in two submissions for that i was so excited um 
had a lot of fun with that and I even managed to finally finish my uh, David Mazzucchelli year one Batman uh, figure and uh, unfortunately I've entered the scary world of seeing all sorts of figures for custom fodder and um, the risk of buying things that I don't actually need for display but uh, I might be able to use that again later anyway um, in terms of red carded for the year I don't have any one particular specific thing to red card but there's an, there's an overall continuing bewilderment over the um, over the big companies like Hasbro and Mattel there's a, there's an extraordinary amount of hat tipping to the fans where we see promises of um, figures that um, just never see the light of day so you know Hasbro with their chase variants and running whatever they call them things that um, just never make it and it doesn't make sense that they don't make it um, and then getting versions of characters that no one has asked for um, DC's done a lot of that um, I don't really mind if these lines eventually you know just die uh, in the case of DC Universe Classics I mean, we had so much of a good thing and and at the start of when we first saw the first wave of this figure these these figures you know even DCUC um, Etrigan and Red Tornado and things like this if you would have had to predict how many figures we were going to see out of that line nobody would have guessed the, um, the breadth and quality that we got I think we have uh, so much of a good thing and we should be ashamed of ourselves as a community for the amount of bitching that's gone into that line however the awkward way in that um, DC Universe Classics and Infernal Crisis or whatever it's called died is just still a massive head scratcher for me and I they, 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 there must be some marketing reasons behind them but um, the, the teasing that the, the fans get you know they get shown a little carrot and it gets taken away I guess that's my overall um, red card for, for the year anyway it has been uh, an interesting year all around and I'm in, still enjoying, enjoying the, uh, the hobby of collecting toys and there are good things and if one line dies I'm, I'm okay because there's other good stuff coming out and, um, and you know, if you're a customiser it's always fun because if you don't think you're going to see a figure then you can always do something about it but yeah year ahead will be more Star Wars Black Series and um, the odd little pick up here and there Marvel Select uh, I've still got a couple of things coming out I don't like all of their stuff but uh, I'd say I'll be picking up the Silver Surfer and we'll see how else they do but um, it's a promising time ahead and I'll just try and keep my wallet in my pocket as much as possible anyway that's me have a good year Eli saying see you later bye Mighty Fortress, Prince Adam transforms into He-Man. I have the power! And now it's He-Man versus the evil Skeletor. Skeletor alone is no match for He-Man, but there's the ferocious fangs of Panthor. Scratch that, He-Man's got Battle Cat. Now it's a fight with bite and a mass of missiles. That was close, but He-Man's mighty sword is closer. So long, Skeletor. New He-Man, Skeletor, Battle Cat, and Panther figures each sold separately. Hi everyone, it's Adam here. I have had a good little think about the year gone by and what a wonderful year it was. 
We had all kinds of crazy fun, some great guests, uh, some great banter, and we've seen a whole lot of excellent lines come out this year. We've seen a whole lot of excellent purchases this year, and some absolutely atrocious red cards. Where to start? Where to start? Well, red cards, I think we've given them to just about everyone. You know, Hasbro have got one. I think Sideshow and have got one. Necker have got one. Mattel have got Oodles. Uh, you know, new companies that we've never heard of before, bootlegs, uh, Photoshop jokes have got them. It's, it's really quite a wide field. From my mind, I think clearly the winner in terms of gross volume and probably quality of red card has to be Mattel. This is the company that have, uh, so far this year shut down two collector friendly lines that were specifically created for collectors based on lack of interest. They have, uh, claimed that everything is fine with Digital River one month. I need to find out a couple of weeks or months later that people are having problems with them again. Uh, they have repeatedly shafted the community and then they've come out with their idea of Maddie Money. And for me, look, they, they take the cake. There's no argument. And I think we should all congratulate them on a, another fine red card for the year, which I hope everyone will agree with. My favourite line or company? Well, I think it's pretty clear that I'm in love with uh, Tamashi and uh, Bandai for their SH figure arts line. It's uh, probably the best thing going around in my mind. Uh, you, you get a great figure, you get a reasonable price point. Uh, by the time you account for shipping for a, a Marvel Legends or a DC figure of about the same size, you're not far behind in price. You get amazing extras, uh, and I think realistically it's a figure that's going to hold its price. It comes in fantastic packaging. Everything about them is terrific. So for me, um, that that's my favourite line and favourite company. I can't see why anyone would not be all over this as soon as a property that they're interested in gets announced that they're getting the SH Figure Arts treatment. My favourite uh, figure, statue of purchase. We've had some great stuff um, Scott and Ben have been all over the, the high end with the statues. They've got a whole lot of great stuff. Um, there have been a couple of, I think, to me, shockers. I think Hot Toys Hog was a bit of a shocker. Um, there have been some great import figures. There have been some really quite good um, figures in the the more usual US lines such as uh, Marvel Universe there were all the Kickstarter projects that we talked about uh, throughout the year and they've been fantastic too for me the best uh, figure that I've had is unsurprisingly SH Figure Arts and it's the Saiyan Saga Vegeta uh, Vegeta is my all time favourite Dragon Ball Z character and to see this guy um, with all his glory from pretty much the one time that he manages to beat the shit out of Goku. Uh, it's just a fantastic figure. Loved it. And uh, that that's all I've got. So um, enjoy your New Year's, everyone. Uh, take it safe and easy, and we'll catch you again when we all get in the studio, and hopefully you are enjoying this episode. Love you, bye. Our dinosaurs are gentle vegetarians. It's Jurassic Park. A raptor grabs a baby dinosaur. Grant tears off in the bush double tracker to save it. Use the snare! 
He's safe! Look out! Triceratops! The young T-Rex wants a piece of the action. Can the dinosaurs be recaptured? Look for the JP mark. It's happening, but only at Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, Bush Devil Tracker, dinosaurs and figures each sold separately. Hi everybody, it's Scotty here again and it's my turn to look back at 2013 and share my highlights and my lowlights and uh, the lights in between. Just starting off with, uh, I guess, some of my favorite acquisitions this year. For me, it was a a really interesting year as a collector because I have really moved from uh, being an action figure collector to being a collector of action figures and statues to now really focusing just on the statues, partly for space, um, partly for money because I have those pesky children that like to be fed and clothed. Um, But it's actually been quite uh, rewarding just to do a bit of purging and a bit of focusing and to feel uh, like I'm clearer about what I collect and um, getting my display together as well has been really exciting. So some of the highlights for me uh, have been a couple of things from Sideshow. Uh, their Green Lantern exclusive premium format statue uh, is a really exciting piece. Um, but I would also put the premium format Joker up there as well as a real piece of artistry. And uh, if those two pieces are anything to go by in terms of what we can expect for the premium format format line for DC from Sideshow, I'm extremely excited and really looking forward to the things that are to come. Uh, In other pieces, Bowen Designs has had a fantastic year. They have pushed out a number of pieces with the end of the current uh, agreement with Marvel. And so we have seen uh, the completion of the range of Hank Pym statues, which started last year, and we've now got... Uh, the Goliath statues. Uh, we now have Clint Barton as Goliath, and uh, it's a really amazing thing to look at alongside the, the the Wasp pieces that came out this year as well. And that is a really exciting thing to be able to put together as a collector. I'm still hunting down that uh, exclusive uh, modern Wasp statue at an affordable price, and then that whole bit of my display is going to be complete, which is... Um, very cool and very fun as a collector. In other things, um, DC Collectibles has done some great things this year. It's been really interesting to see uh, how they have evolved as a company since the rebranding and uh, a move of location as well. And I'm really enjoying some of the things that they're doing. It's obviously got a new 52 focus to it, but um, I've been able just to focus on the characters that I would like to collect. And uh, they've done some great busts of characters like Grifter, and Cyborg, that uh, Blue Beetle, Booster Gold, which are all really welcome additions to the DC bust collection. They have carried on with their work on the uh, CoverGirls line, even though it's New 52, even though it's no longer Adam Hughes. Um, I've been cherry-picking the pieces there of characters that I haven't already had a statue of. So being able to own characters like Platinum and Death and Batwoman is uh, really exciting. And while I would love to see them 
give a bit more love back to the classic looks and feels for the characters. Um, I am enjoying what they're doing as a company. And on the action figure side as well, while I'm more an observer than a, a purchaser, I, I'm really pleased with the output that they're making. One action figure highlight for me that I had to pick up was the Katana action figure, even though it's new 52. Um, I love that character. I love her new design, and it was great to see that piece made, even if I had to buy another Wonder Woman uh, figure in a two-pack to get it. But in, in terms of the piece of the year for me, um, I even though I gave an 11 to the uh, Bowen Designs Captain Marvel statue by the fantastic Joe Mena, the one that I would have to put ahead of that as my toy of the year would also be from Bowen, but it's Randy Bowen's sculpt of the uh, Scarlet Witch with her amazing cape. Um, before I recorded this, I went back and looked at my collection and looked at all the acquisitions from this year, and that's the one that really stood out to me as just an amazing piece that um, I'm going to enjoy having in my collection for some time, and a, a real artistic feat. So thank you, Bowen Designs, for uh, your great work there. It's been very fun. And uh, in terms of my favorite line or company, um. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm a passionate Bowen collector. I think in terms of the year, I feel that Sideshow um, is doing a fantastic job of catering for such a wide range of collectors, whether you are collecting DC, Marvel, G.I. Joe, uh, Terminator, Predator. There are so many different licenses, and they're producing them at a, at a really good quality as well. So it's certainly the company that I feel really excited about at the moment. And the red card of the year. Well, personally, I can't go past Mattel and the whole handling of the DC license. Um, I think it's a, a red card that has been years in the making. Um, and it's a it's been a sad year for DC action figure collectors, I think, because of the mishandling of that line, the misunderstanding of the collectors, and the the gaps in communication that I think would have made a difference in terms of really being able to connect with the collector base. Um, it was great to have Scott Natlick on the show before the Maddie Subs um uh, closed off and the DC one failed. And, uh, I certainly think that there's way too much blame, uh, laid at his feet as the manager of the product. Um, probably most of the blame belongs to people behind the scenes that we don't know, but it is a, it's a, a disappointing year in that regard. Um, but for us, you know, it's been a great year as a collector. I've refined my collection. I have had a, a great time moving into a new house and getting a, a great setup that I'm really excited about. And I'm excited about the year to come. I hope you are too. Thanks, everybody. Chat to you soon. Jason stayed asleep. Did I keep you waiting? You're worth waiting for, Jesse. Let's dance before we eat. Glamour Gals, great dates. Jason, Jesse, and Blue Moon sold separately. Beautiful pearls. Ouch. Sorry. I'd rather eat than dance anyway. You love the fun of the more than one of these little Glamour Gals. Sold separately. Glamour Gals, great dates. RJ, Bread, and Bow. New Glamour Gals, great dates, Jason. Other dolls sold separately. From Kenner. Hi guys, John here with my year-end wrap-up. Um, 
we'll start with the red card. And I know most of you are probably expecting me to say that Star Wars Black 6-inch series, but I'm not going to say that because I, I know they're pretty well received by a lot of you out there. Um, really a couple of things to note from, from Hasbro are uh, the end of the Marvel Universe, per se. Uh, really kind of doesn't make any sense to me because, you know, the Marvel Universe is the Marvel Universe, and why would you not call a line something else? I know it's all about branding and everything else, but... It's been the Marvel Universe for as long as I can remember in my life, and I don't know why you would change that. Uh, same thing with uh, Hasbro Distribution. Uh, we've seen, you know, figures not get a lot of waves out in stores. Uh, people are resorting to buying stuff online in cases. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense that we don't see anything, you know, coming, uh, coming to the stores for us to buy. Um, which really ties into what I'm going to say my number one red card for the year is, and that's Hasbro's lack of support for G.I. Joe. Uh, if you watched any of the coverage from the Transformers convention, there was all sorts of, of support there for Transformers, but at JoeCon they had one little table, and I mean little table and a small case of figures. Uh, it should have been a big year with the movie. Whether the movie did successful or not, they should have had more merchandise out there. And I know when they changed the time frame on it, that kind of messed with their plans. But after the initial waves, we haven't seen anything. And there was a lot of good stuff that should have been coming out this year that we just didn't see, which is kind of sad when you think about it, because uh, this is the f uh, 2014 is the 50th anniversary for G.I. Joe. And you would expect them to be going all out, but they uh, they don't seem to want to do that. And that's sad for a company that pioneered the action figure with uh, G.I. Joe, and they've just kind of let it go to waste for one of their own brands. And, of course, we saw some cool G.I. Joe figures come out this year, uh, which would have been like Quinn and some of the other ones in that wave. If you managed to get your hands on them, there were some really good ones there. Um, one of my favorite figures that I got this year was the uh, Doctor Who Titans Ood, just because I love the Ood. Um, figure of note was probably the Michonne from McFarlane. Uh, she turned out pretty cool, and I think everybody was really impressed with her, especially coming from McFarlane. Got to give props there. But I think um, probably my number one figure of the year is one I don't own, and that's the Dutch figure from NECA. Uh, they did a fantastic job on that one. Everybody was blown away by it, and I know there are people out there that just absolutely love that figure, and I have to say that the likeness is incredible. And overall, you know, even though it's a figure I don't own, I have to give it probably credit for being the figure of the year. For companies, um, you know, we just I just mentioned NECA, and they came out with a ton of cool stuff in 2013, including Pacific Rim and a bunch of other properties. They continued to support their Gremlins, and they got uh, some new Marvel figures on the way, and just fantastic work from them. Um, same thing with Fungo. We've seen a ton of stuff come out from them, obviously, with Pop Finals. A lot of people have um, kind of joined into that, that bandwagon and pop vinyl seem to have picked up in popularity this year. And, uh, you know, that's good. Uh, you have a number of licenses, so it makes it, in, you know, an interesting thing to collect, as well as um, some of their blind bagged offerings this year are blind box offerings. There's a ton of stuff out there that you can get blind box from them, including the new little horror icon stuff. Um, great company and good job, guys. But after all that, I have to say that probably my, uh, favorite company for this year my pick would be and this is probably no surprise probably be lego uh, they're blind bag figures they, they've come out with some cool sets including the back to the future set it is just really amazing the stuff that lego has done this year and you know they've got the movie on the horizon and we're starting to see sets in stores um, for that 
they look really cool. Um, just, you know, if you think back where Lego kind of came from, the Lego minifigures, and where they are now, it's, it's really amazing to look at, as well as um, the whole blind bag craze. I mean, people go just absolutely nuts for those. We've gotten some cool ones this year, including Mr. Gold, if you found him. Um, if you didn't, I'm sorry, I don't have them either, so you're in good company. But, uh, yeah, I think Lego would probably be my number one company for this year. Of course, uh, as Scott said in the intro, we have uh, Jeremy and Tom coming up. Uh, Jeremy has the next segment, and then Tom. Um, so they didn't introduce themselves in their segments, so listen ahead. And as a special bonus, there's some outtakes from episode 92 at the end of the show, because I know you guys love outtakes and get mad when we don't put them in. So uh, there's a few extra ones on there for you. That's the episode I did here in the States, if you will remember the Time Zone episode. So... Um, enjoy those. And overall, I think 2013 was a great year. I love being part of this podcast. And uh, thanks, guys. Thanks, Scott, for having me on. And uh, can't wait to see what happens in 2014. With that, Engineer Nerd says, peace out. Here comes the new Spider-Man 2000. Spider-Man patrols the blue waters with his latest craft. Nearby, the Splashes 2000 on their guard. Everyone searching for the evil creatures. Here's Venom, stalking the Spider-Man Aquatic Fortress. Spider-Man Web Splasher playset, unbeatable. Launching! Deep sea camera ready. Clear the disc. Got you! Spider-Man playset 2000 and Spider-Man 2000, each sold separately. Uh, I've been asked to go ahead and throw together a little guest review segment for the year in review, so here we go. Uh, Ben's asked, what, what was my favorite purchase of the year? And, and, and for me, I, I'm actually not going to go with a purchase. I'm going to go with a gift that was uh, given to me not too long ago. Uh, I finally got a hold of the uh, superhero Nutella glasses from, from Ben, and uh, it's a great set, and I'm really glad to have it. It's, it's been on my wish list for a while, but the it's cost prohibitive. Uh Nice, a nice set of uh, jelly glasses produced by Nutella back in the 90s. It included uh, Hook Hand Aquaman on, on one of the glasses, as well as Tim Drake Robin, which is one of the very first times he appeared in anything outside of uh, outside of the comics, which is, is really cool. Um, now all i got to do is get the version that uh, Six Flags produced uh, several years later, and I'll have that set complete. Um, as far as my favorite toy line or company, uh, I'm going to go with Toon Tumblers, because they still produce stuff made pre-DC New, and for, for those who know me, that's my gig. I, I I can't stand the new I, I really I really hate that DC has gone with superheroes and supervillains beating one another up and they're taking the the human the person element the person on the street element out of everything and it it really it really bothers me that they've done that they've completely ruined. 50 years, almost 75 years worth of great storytelling to have people in tights 
beating on one another and anyway uh red card red card of the year has to go and this is beating a dead horse to the continued ineptitude of mattel I cannot believe these people who do great work with Hot Wheels and Barbie cannot grasp how to handle boys' toys, action figures. I, I just don't get it. How do you continually screw something up that your competition has laid you out the groundwork for? They've done all the work, and you've got what could possibly be one of the hottest properties possible in both He-Man and DC, and all you have to do is push the price down in terms of the DC stuff and get things on the shelf in terms of Masters of the Universe. I, I just don't get it. That it, Major red flag. And they get my red card of the year. Now, uh, unfortunately, I was also tried to, I was also asked to try and run this out to about ten minutes, and I don't think I managed to make the four-minute mark. Um, usually, a lot easier when you're when you're talking to somebody who can ask you questions. Um, thank you very much for listening. I hope by now we find out who won the custom contest and I really hope it was me but I'm that of course I hope it was me but other than that uh, thank you very much and I hope everybody has a great year next year Hi guys, first let me start by saying that in my opinion this wasn't the best year for toys. Some very cool lines died and I'm not collecting the Star Wars Black Series that everyone's so excited about, so it was a pretty slow year for me. The toy of the year for me came very late, in fact I just got it. It's Montana from the Masters of the Universe Classics line. This is not only a great toy, but it also has some importance for me personally. But for that, I think that some background is needed. In Argentina, where, where I'm from, uh, not every figure from the fourth wave of Masters of the Universe was produced. So if you wanted to have a Montana or a Spike or a Roboto, the only way to get it was that somebody traveled to the U.S. and got it for you. And that's what happened to me. My uncle went to the U.S. on a business trip and got me a Montana. And for a couple of days, until... A bastard kid got a Roboto and a Modulog. I was the coolest kid in school. I've always had a weakness for the bad guys, and I always loved the design of this particular character. The action feature and the four legs, even if they weren't really four, were really awesome. This new Montana is amazing. The detail and the way it was done is perfect, and if someone would have given me this to me as a kid, I probably would have had a seizure right then and there. 
The Four Horsemen Montana statue from NECA is still one of my favorite statues, and this looks like the perfect translation from that design to a toy. And that's what it gets my Toy of the Year award, or whatever. My favorite action figure line is no surprise. I am a big fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and also a very big fan of the vintage Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles line from Playmates. So aside from a minor screw up with the scale of Letterhead, I think the new Turtles line from Playmates is the clear winner. The line is going strong and the TV series is going strong, so I think we still have a couple more good years from them. So they get the line of the year award. I also wanted to give one more thing a compliment. It was my favorite exclusive item of the year. The Peter Porker, the Amazing Spider-Ham bust from Gentle Giant. It was the San Diego Comic Con exclusive and it is really great. It's not exactly a toy, but since it was the only convention exclusive that made me go out of my way to get it, I thought it deserved a mention. As for my red card of the year, I'm going to give it to Mattel, because it is true that I just gave them the best toy, but overall as a company, I think they really let us down this year. I'm going to give them the red card because of the way they handled the subscriptions. I'm not even that mad because of the end of DC Universe Classics, because toy lines end, but several other reasons really pissed me off, like the fact that Mattel and Toy Guru, who acts as Mattel's face, kept saying that it was the fans' fault and the fans' responsibility, like all the problems with Digital River that everyone knows about, like the failed attempts of blackmail that was a doomsday and unleashed doomsday thing that I know it wasn't meant as blackmail, but it was perceived as such. Like the scare tactic of the meters, because in this day and age, and Kickstarter is proof of that, you can easily do a meter that updates in real time, and choosing to use a JPEG as a meter with somebody that needs to change it and upload it means that even if it's done every day, the meter is frozen for a whole day at a time, and when conveniently the guy that was supposed to do it got sick, the mirror was stuck for days and days and days in 64%, and that is either really stupid or a scare tactic. But the truth is, I'm not even giving them the red card for all this. I'm giving it to them because I think we lost a golden opportunity here. It's clear to me that the world is changing, that the fans don't want to be spoon-fed content anymore, be it TV shows, music, movies, or action figures. The public wants their voices to be heard, because internet allows us to do that. And this was the perfect opportunity to get closer to that and have a true line that was planned by the fans as much as the industry. It could have been a step into the right direction of that evolution. And because Mattel decided not to hear the voices of the fans, it was a lost opportunity and probably a step back. Because I don't know how much time will it take for us and for them to get in that same place again. This makes me really sad, and that's why they get my mega red card of the year. Thanks guys, it's been a great year of a great podcast, and I'm proud to be a small part of it. Thank you.
straight from the comic book. Get Spawn. It's Spawn. Verna Breaker. Spawn, look out. Battling evildoers everywhere. Go, Spawn. Live the adventure with Spawn. Well, that is the year that was. We hope that you enjoyed listening. If you have a different point of view, if you think that we missed something or got it wrong, please send us an email, podcast at actionfigureblues.com, tweet at us at AFBlues, post on our Facebook page, let us know what you thought about this year. And uh, a huge thanks to all of the podcast crew and to Tom and Jeremy for putting in their two cents and making this uh, a fun way to look back at 2013. And a special thanks Thanks to John as well, who is putting all of this together in post-production and getting it ready to upload for you. Uh, A huge thanks, looking back on 2013, to um, our sponsors, to Mike Shaw of Mike's Comics and Stuff, who is a a truly solid guy, a wonderful uh, supporter of uh, my site and then this podcast for a long time and an all-around great person, Um, to the team from the Pop Culture Superstore here in Australia, to the team from Shelf Life, to uh, the team from Superpower Collectibles, and also to our our website sponsors who don't get a regular mention on the show um, as well, to All Star Comics in Melbourne, and to everyone else who has had a a great deal of um, input into making this a successful year, to our our great team, um, Ben, Adam, John, Eli, Justin, it really is a privilege to be able to do this with you. Uh, It is so awesome that people enjoy listening to us just having fun, being friends and talking to each other. And uh, it really is a, a, a privilege to be able to sit down and share this. And the fact that other people uh, enjoy listening is just such an awesome bonus. Um, and thanks to you, uh, our listeners. It is fantastic to get feedback from you. It's great to know that people enjoy what we're doing and uh, we take that really seriously. So please do continue to talk to us. Come over to the AFB forum at afbforum.com and uh, join up and have a chat. It's great to see some of our listeners doing that. We love hearing from you and we love having you become a part of this community. So that's 2013. Uh, 2014 is going to be very exciting, especially because we are about to turn 100. We have a a 99th episode coming up. We will have a a special episode uh, before we turn 100. So we're looking at uh, releasing that in the week of the 23rd, 24th of January. And stay tuned for some announcements about ways that you might be able to get involved and perhaps even win something. Thanks for listening. Thanks for a great year. And here's to the year to come. Well, if you've if you were looking for a never mind. <laughs> Start in five, four, three. Well, red carded is a fun chance. We'll just start that right over again. <laughs> five, four, three.
What about you, CW? What do you, what do you see drawing the line between, say, monster and horror? I mean, is there a line? Is there not a line? Hello? Did we lose him? Uh, sorry, I had myself muted. <laughs> oh, no. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, 